RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage World system in our custom science fantasy setting. Thank you for listening, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena and Jean safely deliver her parents to the flagship Pantheon safe house. She meets with Flappy, the proprietor, and gives him a rundown on things he could expect while harboring her agents in his complex. She wakes up her parents and provides them with a crash course in being an agent and that anonymity is the key to their survival. She introduces them to Flappy with some amounts of initial success, and she and Jean head out together after a brief respite. One more stop before they can go home. The streets are hot and muggy, and it's the kind of weather where you wouldn't want to be outside unless you absolutely had to be going somewhere, which is the case for the two figures that we see walking down the streets of Toshi in a slightly more run-down area. We see Athena Sedaris leading the way, fording ahead. She knows more or less where the closest stop is, and at a certain point she can just rely on street signs, so... She can look like she's doing a very good job to Jean, who follows behind her, fully suited up, helmeted, and scuttling on his spider legs to keep up with her longer strides. Athena is snacking on a to-go bag, passing a container of french fries over to Jean that they munch on as they're walking. Yeah, it would take maybe 10 or 15 minutes at the most to find the nearest station. You walk through the city, you're both armor-clad and have masks on, so I think people give you at least a reasonable berth. You certainly get some looks, but nobody pays too close attention to you. And there are plenty of street vendors trying to hawk wares as you pass by. A couple of food vendor carts, some boarded over storefronts, and some that are in full swing. So there's sort of a a disparate disconnect between active and inactive properties and businesses, Hmm. at least in this part of the city. And down the major roads, there are planters with palm trees that stretch quite high and help to divide the city a little bit. She likes hearing them rustle. You like tropical maracas. There are a lot of dead fronds in the street, though, kicked off to the side like litter. Mm, Yeah, litter in the gutters. Maybe there's a flooding issue. Oh, no. (laughs) But you make your way to the nearest train stop. It's probably raised and elevated, similar to how it is in Caldonics. The trains here are generally older than what you guys would have in Caldonics, but they're also very actively maintained and have been retrofitted, upgraded to Mm. be more in line with existing technology. And as they get closer to the train station, she crumples up the grease-stained bag, dunks it into the trash can as they go. Tickets are usually pretty easy to get at Sato Novi stations, mostly kiosks now. 
In Olera, they have some stations with actual ticket takers, but automation is quite a bit cheaper. You only have to pay for a programmer and a repairman. That's a pretty good deal. But you're able to get on the train without any issues. It's not overly crowded, but there are other passengers between the different cars. If this is a distance train, then maybe it does have independent cars where you can purchase your own passage. The trains have a variety of different kind of cars priced differently. There are ones set up a little bit more like airplanes, a little bit more like buses, and then they're like private cars. Mm. She's going to spring for a private car today. Sure. It's worth it. You and Jean get in there. The seating bench style is fluffy and luxurious. There's a monitor anchored to one wall. It's already on. Nice. It's like news. She's going to kick up her feet on the other side of the train bench, hunker down a little bit. Jean joins you. He presses the button on his mask to display his face so he can breathe easy. Ah, well, mission accomplished. We got it done. Yeah, we did. You did the right thing. I know they ain't gonna be happy, and who knows how we gotta keep them here, but we can always shuffle them around in the future if we need to. There are plenty of flappies. Yeah. But, um, just, you know you're doing it for their own good, so even if they get cross with you, they're your parents, but Uh, this is your area of expertise, not theirs. But I did find a kitchen to put him in, so he's got a little expertise to go around. Yeah, figure that'll either uh, last him quite a while or... Or not at all. Yeah, or Flappy will just be done with him immediately, so fingers crossed on that one. She's gonna send a quick Pantheon blip to Flappy. He's a little overbearing sometimes about food. Please, please forgive it. (laughs) Please. Please. (laughs) She says, like, three separate please messages. There's no immediate response. His Pantheon logo, his icon on the website is just a pile of pancakes. Can people hire Flappy? Maybe caters. God. (laughs) Agent conventions. I don't know. Pantheon is like, it was pitched as a mercenary service, but I think it extends to general goods as well. I mean, couriers aren't like dangerous, but they like just go and gather stuff. Maybe there is like a certain aspect of Pantheon that's being utilized by like normal people. I think that's probably true. It started more as a mercenary-type network, but if it evolved and it was more specialty skills, then really anybody can make an account on there. So as you guys are sitting and talking, there is a flash of yellow on the monitor, and a very familiar figure appears. She, with tired eyes, drags them to the screen. It is a very close-up shot on the grinning, smiling visage of one Bolt Bulig. She points. I know that guy. Audio comes out of the monitor. Coming soon. It's a lot of faraway shots, whether it's Olera or Caldonix. Long <laughs> shots of people walking in the With distance. With the voiceover. Where the only injustice is keeping lovers apart. Oi, why are you smiling? Is it that handsome man? <laughs> I suppose he did have some effect on it. Bolt's a good man. He's got a very good heart. Dynamite hairdo. Probably one of the strongest people I have ever met. Athena's squinting into the screen closer and closer and closer. Athena, you can very easily tell that this is not actually Bolt Bulig in most of these shots because the body proportions are just completely wrong. And there is a frizzy-haired lady who is accompanying him in almost every one of these shots, usually from the side or from behind. Did you hear that Bolt was going to ask you on a date? (laughs) Me? (laughs) So you'll come? Absolutely. Have no fear, I, Mobulik, will defend your honor against these ruffians. 
Wow. It is a slight honor duel. It flicks to a shot of the bolt double rolling over the hood of a car and hitting the ground at maximum sprint speed. An explosion goes off in the background as his tie flutters away. He was wearing a tie. Apparently. <laughs> a fancy waiter walks on screen. Are you enjoying your evening with Mr. Bulig? Workplace buddies out on the town. It's all kind of new. Stoke a fire that was already burning. When can your mother and I meet him? I'm not sure. Where is he ever? He's on the wind, being a beacon of hope. That's his craft. It's his art. He's got a beautiful soul. I'm glad you came back to me after all this time. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Hopefully things would just fall back into place. We just got separated for a while. What is it like dating the most wonderful man who ever existed? I know this is going to sound a bit biased coming from me. His true love. I couldn't do this by myself. It strikes suddenly and with a flash. Wonderbolt, love struck. In theater soon. As this trailer continues to play, Athena was mostly reclined back and sitting like posting up against the wall of the train, but she raises up onto her knees and then she crawls on the bench to be closer to the screen and like puts her fucking hands around it to make sure she's actually seeing this. Gina's seated on the opposite end, wide-eyed, watching the monitor. Gene, that's my voice! Yeah, it is. I'm not in a movie! I don't know, it kind of looks like you are. Gene! Oh, is it my birthday? No, it was mine! Gene just starts to erupt with laughter. Oh, God! Oh, this is the greatest day of my life! It's not even me! Oh, no, that's what makes it even better! How did oh. they get this audio? Did you give them your likeness rights? Did you sign anything? I don't think I signed anything. Oh, it's not going to matter. They're just going to do what they want anyway. Oh my wow. god. Wow. Look at you, little movie star. Look at this. Athena, if you'd like to roll me smarts to see if you can piece this together. Okay. That's not my smarts. I'm not that smart. Hold on. I'm going to Benny this. Okay. Five. Five. Yeah, I mean... um. Times you would have been recorded and on television. Probably the interview that you gave, you know, a month or so ago, done by Sato Novi, distributed on the Caldonics Network. You also distinctly remember that you did agree to... A juicy IOU. A juicy IOU movie deal with your I don't know. I, was it going to be a movie deal? <laughs> she doesn't know she's my aunt. But you do. Oh, Jean, this isn't fair. Oh, sweetie. That's not fair for some, but extremely entertaining for others. Fuck off. Oh, never. Puts an arm around you and just hugs you so tight. Thank you so much for this gift. You're welcome. Oh, look at our little bolt. He's all grown up <laughs> in movies. <laughs> and you kind of are too, I guess. Not yet. <laughs> I'm a voice voiceover professional at the very best right now. Well, yeah, I mean, you've been doing that for a while with your nebulous threats and... Oh, you're right. And all that, You so. know, maybe I'll be okay at it. What I mean, I think that was pretty horribly good for something you didn't even do yourself. What do you think my character's name's gonna be? Blathena? I was gonna guess, um, Marina. Marlena. I hope it's Marina. I like that one better. Kind of watery. Maybe you're on a boat. Maybe you're a fisherwoman and he Ooh. has to tempt you and try to win your heart but my heart belongs to the sea and he'll be like oh yes i'm, I'm going to beat up the sea he would do that 
<laughs> if he thought he could win. He would try. I wonder if he knows about this. He's got to, right? I mean, that was his voiceover, but that wasn't him either. Hmm. I just don't know when he would have been saying stuff like that on camera. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, oh, sorry, I don't mean to make fun, but it's just so embarrassing for you. <laughs> and it's so funny. And we had quite a day. Yeah. So I hope I hope my enjoyment can help you push through this very difficult time. You know, if I wasn't so full of egg and potato right now, I'd be a lot more upset about this. Well, thank God for that. She turns the monitor off. Oh, well, uh, hold on. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> she, she turns it back on. Jean's like, hey, wait. As you guys are simmering down and the commercials continue to flip by, it flips back to the news. There are two news anchors. One looks a lot like Donovan Reno, but is very clearly not Donovan Reno. You know, just the classic poof of hair. Is Donovan Reno a clone? It's it's not. It's <laughs> Damn, not, yeah, that would be good, though. It's just a classic newsman. <laughs> He's reading a teleprompter very clearly as his eyes slowly move mm-hmm. back and forth, and his hands are clasped in front of him in a very serious manner. Continued coverage of the recent developments in bordering city-state Caldonics. Following the disruption of supply lines due to a freak mine collapse, the second in as many years, Alaricorp head Galassi Zadar quickly reached out to fellow city-state council member and representative Darius Sedella to extend offers of continued support and aid. In gratitude of the tremendous assistance rendered, council member Sedella and his wife left the confines of their cave as the Zadar's personal guests and are currently engaged in ongoing discussions of relief and continued assistance. He turns to his counterpart, who is a very equally big, fluffy-haired lady with a two-wide smile, very, very red lips and wide eyes. It's no wonder such a small and isolated community has trouble supporting themselves, eh, Susan? Right you are, Roger. It's truly fortunate that O'Lara is in such a position to assist a resource-rich but poorly maintained outpost. Olera acquired a large interest in the town several decades ago and has been cultivating its prosperity ever since. Inside sources say it may be time for a change as Glassy Zadar and Sedella continue evaluating plans for the future. Emigration is expected to steadily increase as new positions and opportunities continue to arise while the city receives continued improvements. And now over to Dan Thorpe with the weather. And it changes to... Some jackass giving a weather report. <laughs> oh, thanks, Susan. <laughs> Sunny skies always. Well, there's a ring and there's a sky and that's about it. Back to you. I'm an astrologist, not a meteorologist. <laughs> they should have looked at my resume closer. As we can see, Mercury is in retrograde and I have no idea what that means. But everybody's in for a bad time. Athena sh- just quickly looks over at Jean. What did he mean, another mine collapse? Is that how they've been spinning what's happened in the city? Gene has cracked open a, a soft drink available in the car itself. You guys have rented out and he takes a sip. I guess. I mean, that's news for you. It's about spinning the story in the best way. So I'd imagine they just want to look good in front of other people and make it seem like they're doing something when maybe they aren't. Or to... Uh, they're spinning... What happened is a mine collapse is what she got out of that. I guess. I mean, they how probably else do you just... explain it? It's a good question. I don't know. It's probably simpler for most people. They can't send more people. Down. We don't have room. Last I heard that got vetoed, but I know they're going to keep pushing forward, especially if Cyril's on the council now. Got vetoed because I was there. And that's yeah. why he got taken. 
Well, then they just took they just took him, and now he's in a Zadar stronghold somewhere. Possibly. Well, if your grandma was here, she would probably say something like, "Well, it doesn't get to getting over your head about it." It's not very good, but she wiggles her head back and forth. I was a little bit. more on the voice than the message. If your grandma was here, she'd say something like. We just got to come up with a plan and, you know, big things are made out of small things and you got to come up with a bunch of steps and then move through them one by one. So think about what resources we got and what avenues we can pursue and then go from there. But if we get Olivier, we can just rip a whole bunch of shit right out of her head. He raises his eyebrows a little bit and says, yeah, that'd sure be effective. I don't think she deserves more of our time. What do you mean? She's been trying to kill Tuca for how many months? Maybe years. I'm not even sure anymore. She burnt down the restaurant. She's been sending hitmen after a bunch of my people. Why should we just... Why should we? She says, getting very obviously flustered and not able to articulate. He makes a a motion in front of him, like, breathe, breathe. And she pinches her nose and takes a deep breath. Rubs a hand on your back and says, I see what you mean. I thought you were saying that we shouldn't pay attention to her. She doesn't deserve our time, but I can now. I understand what you're saying. Yes, solving the problem is the most important thing. You don't owe this woman anything. You just need her resources. So. We still have her sister. That's something. Just remember that. She's a person. Doesn't mean she's a good person, but she's got thoughts and feelings and emotions too, and you can use those, and you can plan around them. And if you can get her resources in a different way, maybe it's worth thinking about. Just don't rush into anything all hasty just because you got a bone to pick. I've been trying to be the opposite of hasty, but that just gives my grandpa more time to sell away all of our city's rights. Ain't gonna do him any good if you run headlong into a... A confrontation with probably the second most powerful information broker that we know about. Just imagine you're going up against your grandmother, but maybe not quite as good. Except she's got the backing of a Laracorp, maybe. And maybe whatever else is going on. So we, we don't know. We shouldn't be so intimidated we don't move against her. But, you know, you can do this. We can do this. We just got to do it one piece at a time. And we're going to get her back. You just got to pepper it or pride over time. I think that'll get us a long way. Well, brokers do have a a measure of pride. High opinions. Very high opinions of themselves. I don't know if that's a a career association type thing or if it's a personality that's drawn to it, but I think Suzette and your grandmother got uh, more than a little bit in common as far as that's concerned. As far as being irrational when it comes to family, fiercely protective... I'm with you, girl. Don't worry. I know. She just sticks her cheek on the window and watches the the pylons zipping by as the train is in motion. These are fast. They're very, very fast rail lines. Every few seconds outside the window, the landscape is interrupted by these large circular arches that go over the whole train. And Athena remembers hearing somewhere, maybe it was a show, maybe it was like a briefing when she was on this train before, an informational video they play on the monitors, that the arches are connected by a force field, which is a deterrent for intruders, but also enables the train to be vacuum sealed to reduce airflow. 
Sato Novi's got a good beat on this kind of technology. Very impressive that it spans so much of the belt. It must have been one, uh, just a hell of an undertaking to get it all built like this. She idly wonders how the force field charges. The forest outside is eventually replaced with the plains that she knows are closer to Olera proper. And she sees these clouds rolling in. And the sunset is beautiful. She gets goosebumps down her arm as she's looking at it and up the back of her neck. It's just the most vibrant orange you could ever imagine. Tinged with these crimson reds right along the mountains. She knows home's there somewhere. It bleeds into the purple of the night sky. And the red rings during the sunset take a back seat. They're not quite as visible, except in the sections of sky that are already in twilight. Light to deep purple. Just gorgeous. Time passes, and you find yourselves in Olera, where you're able to disembark into the bustling metropolis. Athena begins to lead Jean through the city, taking confident steps. She knows the city much better than Toshi. She operated all over the belt, but she spent a lot of time here. It's where her main apartment was. Their main apartment. And Olera at night is just beautiful. Tall buildings at the center of the city stretch up into the sky, and they're connected in some places by bridges, so you can get from place to place easier without going down to street level. And everywhere is plastered with screens, neon signs. It is a parade of color and movement and sound. It was so disorienting to Athena the first time she came. But now there's something calming about this level of manic bustle that Caldonix does not really have. At least not East City. West City's getting a bit more like this, but it takes time to build up. Rain starts to spatter. Uh, surprise rainstorms aren't so much of a surprise in Olera. She remembers hearing that there's some latent quarry deep, deep, deep in the ocean, and it just messes with the weather pattern, so, you know, Sometimes it's just going to rain for a little bit. She snorts to herself as it spatters on her visor, remembering the first time she got stuck out in a rainstorm. And she just didn't know what to do with herself. Obviously, she's been in circumstances where she felt, you know, spray off of the bay back home. Sometimes the cavern ceiling drips when the humidity fluxes, but it is not like the cool, crisp, humidity-breaking rain of Olera. She missed the sound of it pattering onto her helmet face as she weaves in and out of crowds, looking back to make sure Jean's still following her. They pass a large clearing that used to be an intersection for vehicles, but was blocked off at some point to be more of a pedestrian space. And there's a monolith of a building that she had a membership to. And we see a large whale-like silhouette as the logo on the front of the building with large but tasteful bubble letters that state the building's name. The Olarium. She doesn't think they have time to go. She spent a lot of nights there. You bribe a security guard, you can get in. It's not exactly locked down. But she just loved to sit in front of the big glass wall. Stories high in the amphitheater seating and just watching when she couldn't sleep and she didn't want to bother Isaac or he was out of town. 
It was a big comfort. It was almost like a portal into a different world. And she likes the shadows that the ripples cast from the top of the water on the floor. She could watch it for hours. But she shakes her head as they turn a few more corners, go a few more blocks, and arrive at a very unremarkable building. Concrete, five or six stories. They head up the outside staircases to the very top floor and the back apartment in the row. And she looks to Jean and says, This is it. We made it. Look at us. Only a little wet. <laughs> it's not bad. She fishes out a very, very old key and slots it in. It's like rusty. Mm. She could get rid of it, but it helps her remember which one's which. The lock is a little stuck and requires some jimmying, but it does come free with your rusty key. And the she door like, swings inward. Gets her shoulder on it like, come on. Give it a small pop, a familiar gesture, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And it creaks inward. I think she's tried to do that to her own apartment door in the city, and Pavi's like, what are you doing? <laughs> the first thing that they smell inside is garbage. Oh, no. Because Isaac left, and I don't think he would have thought to take out the trash. Probably appropriate. So it just smells nasty. They walk in, down a couple of stairs into the main room, and there's one of those little kitchen windows. The wall is completely glass on the one side. Leads out to a little balcony. It looks nice. There's a good view. Mm. Five floors up, I want to say. This ain't too bad. Smells bad, but it's not too bad. Oh, yeah, that's rancid. Maybe just throw it out the window or something. I don't know. You know, if you go out onto the deck, you can actually kind of just huck it into the dumpster. I'll probably do that. Give me a sec. She has to unjimmy that door, too, because everything in this apartment's a little fucking broken. <laughs> You're able to dispose of the garbage, and the smell begins to recede over time if you open the window. There is a full wall ad on the building right across from the apartment. The wall is... Maybe it's a screen, maybe it's a projection. Athena was never 100% sure, but she kind of liked the mystery of not knowing. But it looks like an aquarium tank with just giant fish and shadows swimming by. It's an ad that plays on loop every half an hour or so, and it's always a real treat for Athena when it did come on. The apartment, it's sparse, you know, it's an apartment. It's not somewhere meant to be a home. Off-white walls... They're things where Isaac and Athena left them weeks ago, months ago. The fridge is full of magnets that were uh, mostly already there when they started renting it. They're mostly services and takeouts. A few delivery menus with some coffee rim stains on them are stuck to the fridge. The sink has a few old plates in it, but Isaac is actually a pretty meticulous pre-washer. They've got a big L-shaped couch. It looks worn and comfortable. A large ottoman littered with remotes and laptops and earbuds and a bowl of half-eaten popcorn. <laughs> At least the TV auto-timed off, because there's no way he remembered to do that. If the popcorn was half-eaten. The chair to the small table by the door is knocked over, which would be concerning to Athena if she didn't know how often Isaac already knocked it over when he was in a hurry to leave. So what are we, uh, what are we getting here again? Uh, I just promised Isaac I'd find him something. We found Isaac, by the way. Well, I'm glad you found him. Cressida would be happy to know that he's still around. I mean, I am too. He was, uh, Algus was my friend as well. 
I don't know a lot about him. <laughs> he, uh, he had a good heart. All in all, he was a bit of a prima donna. A bit full of himself. Oh. <laughs> Pretty high image. But, you know, he was, uh, he was driven. He was one of them personalities. He was always looking for the next thing. A reason to prove himself or show he was worth something. Because back in the city, they just wouldn't let him <laughs> compete in the way he wanted to, so... Wasn't he a Cassian? He was. He was quite good. And that helped him up here. Martial prowess and all that. Hmm. But he was always a... Uh, he was always the stud. He always got the attention. Oh, Jean. Don't you oh, She says Jean. in a way that probably sounds a lot like the way her, her grandma says it. Oh, shut up. He sniffs, scratching his nose. I mean, you wouldn't say it if it's not something you thought about. She says that she's walking to Isaac's room and she throws the door open. Well, I said it to give you an idea of what kind of person he is. Sorry. No, oh, you're fine. She goes over to his dresser, gets in his sock drawer, starts taking apart socks looking for this necklace. He was just the type who always wanted to get his way, and if he didn't, he'd be a pouty little bitch about it. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, doesn't it? Genetics are crazy, huh? <laughs> he weren't bad, just selfish and uh, self-absorbed and well your grandma certainly had a, a phase where she was very invested in him he didn't want anything to do with that though nah they were he was old enough that it was one of those ages where they didn't have really anything in common and he saw her as an annoying little tag along which she was <laughs> It just, it weren't meant to be. It's different people, even when they got older. It's just something that, you know, you just realize at a certain age that ideas or hopes or dreams or fantasies, you know, they don't always come true. At least not the way you think they will. And Things don't always work out perfectly, and that's just the way the world is. Disappointment and expectations. <laughs> what did you want when you came to the surface? I wanted to see what else there was. We, we live in a big old cave. I just, the idea that there was more out there, out here, the sky, the stars, the rings, it just, it sounded made up. It sounded like a fairy tale. And I just, you know, I wanted to see it. I wanted to meet the people. I like people. A bit of a people person. When I set my mind to it, at least. That you are. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just wanted to be useful, and I didn't really fit in back home always. What's that? I don't know. It just... I don't know. It just didn't always feel right. <laughs> I didn't have a big family or nothing, so... I just... Tried to go out and make a lot of friends, and... Thing about making a lot of friends is you know a lot of them just a little bit and you don't really know anybody too close but I was good at making friends so it seemed like the right thing to do and thought maybe I could help make some friends up here too you did and I did I did I did my own thing but your grandma's my best friend always has been I dare say I helped her come out of her shell a little bit well, I assume she was a giant nerd, so... Was? <laughs> yeah. Well, you wouldn't know from looking at her now. 
And you just gotta look in the right places. I, I did eventually. <laughs> you did. God, you must have been so smug sitting on that street corner just watching me fumble. I couldn't even get in the window. Gene. It was, it was embarrassing for you. It was embarrassing. If I wasn't invisible, I would have been beat red. Oh, listen, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I could generally see what you were doing, but not the exact specifics. So <laughs> It was horrible. I know. All right, you good. You know what I did after that? I stomped around trying to feel vibrations. <laughs> It worked, but it wasn't very stealthy. I was getting the blow-by-blow blow as you were doing it, in case you forget. Oh, Jean, she's stomping. She, she mutters into the socks. She still has not found the right one. Why does he have so many socks? Some money falls out of one. She's like, oh. Oh, you found the secret stash. Look at you go. Cash. Yeah, so what What exactly are you looking for again? Uh, He said his grandpa's necklace was in one of these. That's really the only thing he's got from him. So he asked if I'd bring it back for him. No shit. Yeah. I think maybe at this point we find it. Yeah. What does it look like? It's on a simple leather rope, probably from the mines. So it's like well shaped by a siphon to be like a pretty little, like a dagger point, a smooth cone mm -hmm. almost. You could probably stab someone with it in a pinch, but maybe it's like... He said it glows a little bit sometimes, so she like cups it right up to her face to see it, and maybe it glows a little, like a little pink. You pull it out, and as it's dangling from the leather strap, Jean just does a, yeah, I remember that thing. Do you? Yeah. It was his grandfather's, like you said, Algus. He brought that with him when we left. He wear it all the time? Yeah. Everywhere he went. I don't know. I didn't know much about his parents. Yeah, they weren't really around, but I think maybe his mother was a siphon. Maybe <laughs> she made it for him. Man, it'd be pretty wild if there were more Russos running around that Isaac doesn't know about. <laughs> I haven't even looked at, in, into that. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. You could have plenty of step-siblings, for all I know, given his grandfather's position. But I mean, Well, when you got four brothers. Yeah, you're not kidding. He didn't really see much of Algus after we left him with the tribe. Was it just a communication problem, or he just wanted to live life? Um, maybe a little bit of both. Just heading in different directions, you know? He, he got all involved. They were all impressed with him. He found somewhere where people constantly told him how great he was, and that was just fine with him. And, you know, the general mission was accomplished. We'd restored contact and we were building our own webs of communication so it was what it was and, you know we had contacts in the tribe that fed us information and that was known but years passed and things went on and then his son killed him here we are but it's nice to know that not all of them's gone, you know? It's, some things never change. Did you ever hear those Isaac Fortune serials? Were they still going? <laughs> Isaac Fortune. Is that one of those radio broadcasts? Yeah, I guess Algus used to listen to him with with Isaac when he was real little. Oh, get the hell out of here, you that's, kidding? That's why I picked the name, apparently. <laughs> Isn't that cute? It's really sweet. 
I wonder if I could get those backed up somehow so we can listen to him. He said he never caught them all because, you know, the signal go in and out. There's got to be somebody around somewhere who can find it. Yeah. <laughs> He'd like that. I bet you're right. Athena's been balling socks back up and putting them back into place. She doesn't want to leave a dirty room. Like, she's her room is dirty, but she doesn't want to leave dirt that she's made in a different room. Holds the necklace in her hand, and she raises it up to be right in front of her eyes and watches a small glow spark in it, little motes of energy tumbling around. And it's soft, and it reminds her of home. And she's struck with the realization that that's exactly what it would be for Isaac, too. But his home was a person, not a place. She tucks it into her armor to keep it safe and sound for him. She does close his door and then down the hall to her bedroom. One of the most startling differences between Athena's room in this apartment versus her one back in Caldonics is the walls, much like Isaac's walls, are mostly bare, except for a few strands of string that she nailed into the wall. Some Polaroids hang off of them by little clips. This was one of the reasons she wanted to come back, not just because she wanted these pictures, but also, you know, in case their apartment was raided, it's probably good not to have pictures of her and Isaac laying around. So she takes those all down and she tucks them away in some paperback books that she's taking with her. Oh, I see why we really came. I get it. What? Had to get your, your stash, huh? What? No. I've... Just a smoke screen to throw us off the scent of your trail. Hmm. Listen, I love this series, but I could I could purchase it as an import, but I don't want to give Sato Novi my money. That's fair. I'd rather them pay me money for being a movie star. <laughs> Do you think they'll adapt these? She says. Her <laughs> Take a penny. <laughs> her eyes brightening. Do you think they'll adapt the young adult fiction into a series? Yeah, it- you could always pitch that idea. I mean, you do know the oh, the big wig. You just gotta convince her. Oh, that'd be neat. Which one's that one? Punky Jorpster? It is. It's for all ages. Yeah, it says and up. It does. She sees her dirty laundry hamper that was overflowing before she left, and she just mentally writes that off. That's never happening. Okay, well, I think that's everything. All right. She does grab one of her crop tops for working out. It says sun's out, gun's out. An Olera staple. Nice. She's like, this will be hilarious back back home. I'm sure it'll land really well. It definitely will. All right. You ready? Yeah, let's go. So you guys are able to hail a cab? She hails a cab as Jean is at a nearby street vendor, and he has bought per her instructions to meet Tornado's. One of her very favorite Olera snacks. Can't wait to get blown away. Am I right? <laughs> you are not wrong. He holds a meat tornado out to you and then goes to click them together like a cheers. Tink. Meat tornadoes are breaded cones just stuffed with meat. And they got a paper wrapper on them. She's not sure all what kind of meat's in here, but maybe it's better you don't know. You don't ask. Oh, I'm going to need a nap after this one. We got an hour to the train. Train's like three or four hours. That's a good nap. Yeah. So you guys are able to hail a cab, which ferries you to the train itself. The driver's like, oh, he's here. (laughs) (laughs) Tried to shoot us. Drives it off a cliff. What a twist. (laughs) Regulator Athena Sedaris and associate found at the bottom of the sea. I can fly. (laughs) The fuck he can. (laughs) So can you. (laughs) 
If only I remember sooner. Ah. I did write it on here so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> the station on the surface, just as industrial chic clean as it was when you were last here. There's a lot of cement, just very bare bones. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I always imagine a subway station, sort okay. of. Okay, yeah. You know, With the like, big round hole in yeah. the wall for the train to come through. Well, that, but also just um, when you're not on a platform, like the actual underground you know, of a subway area that you mm. walk through to get to the correct... There's probably a oh, correct term for this. This through way? Sure. Cheaper, more industrial track lighting, painful fluorescence. I'm so bright after this very long day. But not warm and welcoming like your home. Mm, not yet. Even though it leads there. Mm-hmm. When you guys are back on the train to Caldonix, you're met with some nods of familiarity as the regulators recognize... At least Jean's uniform. I don't know if you're also in. She's probably in a similar uniform to Jean. Away team. As Away you put team, it. yeah. But they do both have their badges attached. So they nod to both of you in passing as you enter. I don't think there's any fancy compartments in this one. I don't think probably they described not. it that way. So it's more straightforward. But monitors are still up. It takes you guys a couple of hours to get back towards the city. You see Roth's introductory video once more. And there's one more news snippet that pops up as you guys are on your way back to the city. Athena perks up when the video doesn't stop because it did stop last time. And that was only like a month or two ago. The camera immediately cuts to a shot of Irma Novi, who is holding a microphone. Her purple hair bound up in a colorful headscarf. It's a bright orange that complements her purple. She's got her wide, white, flare-rimmed glasses with the dark shades. Nice. And her mouth quirks up at one corner and she says, Welcome, welcome. We're about to do a surprise interview. Please follow me. She pivots and walks around a corner and the camera sort of shakes as it follows her. Oh no! (laughs) So tell me, Allie, where are Athena and Zadal located right now? Oh no! In the city of Caldonis. Yeah. Where are they? Shit, they're probably just walking back to his apartment. Okay, so they're just walking down the street? Yep, by the jazz club. There's some light music. Okay. Allie, I would like you to tell me how Athena Anji is dressed, and I would also like for you to play her during this interview. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. So, so you are currently Anji pretending to be Athena in Athena's voice. Yeah. So she can speak as Athena, but you are Anji. You can do whatever you want here. You can try to play it off well. You can completely tank it. That is up to you, and you will be <laughs> rewarded or penalized accordingly, and we'll figure out. Let me crack my fingers. Yeah, so... However you would like to handle this is up to you. Uh, Athena Anji is probably just dressed in one of Anji's biker jackets, but it looks close enough to what Athena wears sometimes when she's on her bike. Would be too out of place. Her pants are a lot tighter. They're a lot tighter. Nice. She's wearing a heeled boot to make Zadal look even, even smaller. Gotcha. Okay. So yes, Novi and her cameraman, probably Graf, appear from around the corner and just begin making a beeline towards them on the sidewalk. Zadal sees them coming. He's dressed in a dress shirt. I don't think he's wearing his trench coat right now. The shirt matches his eyes. Mm -hmm. The slacks are black. He sees them coming. You also see them coming. What do you do? Anji is jazzed. Anji is jazzed about this entire situation. (laughs) She lets them come over with a big shit-eating grin. Oh, no. I'll just Regulator Sedaris, Regulator Zadal, it's wonderful to see you here. Fancy running into you here on the street. How are you both today? She holds out the microphone to Athena first. 
Oh, well, I'm doing just peachy keen. Over to Zadal. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's so wonderful to see you up and about. I know you've been in recovery on leave for some period of time, and it's been just so difficult getting a hold of you or seeing you out in the wild, so to speak. <laughs> Well, there are just so many things vying for my time. I'm a very important person, you know? I do know, and that's why we're speaking, because I too am important. And I must say, I love your outfit. Those boots are killer. It's designer. Is it? Didn't know you dressed so fancily. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a closely guarded secret, she says as she, like, flips her fingers off from under her chin. <laughs> Not so secret anymore. I can tell you have good taste. Maybe we shop at the same places, hmm? Maybe. <laughs> she's got cat face, is what yes. she's got. <laughs> yes, Regulator. Uh, well, as you know, you owe me one big, fat, juicy IOU for undisclosed reasons. I'm sure you haven't forgotten. I, I haven't. Zadal's eyes are just darting in every direction. Like, <laughs> how can I get out of here? He's slowly trying to sidle out of frame. It Does it work? Uh, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> Damn. Graph's too good. <laughs> yeah, graph pivots and stuff. Well, I have a beautiful opportunity for you, an up-and-coming movie starring your favorite, Bolt Bulig. My best friend, Bolt Bulig! Your best friend and possible romantic interest. Not for real, but in the mo- in this, <laughs> oh, in this in the movie, movie, which you'll be starring in as the co-lead. And I've already agreed to this. You have! <laughs> Wonderful! Are you excited? Of course I am! Do you think there will be chemistry? There'll at least be biology. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, I think what she means is that it's just a real great opportunity, and, uh, you know, her and uh, <clears throat> Bolt Bulig have a, a professional friendship. Very that professional. Is, uh, that. Yeah. Ah, yes, very, very articulately said. Thank you, Regulator. And are the, how are the Spock's hairs? Have, have it caused any fires yet? Mm. <laughs> Not yet. Want to paint the town red? Probably blue tonight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she turns to face Graf with like a bob of her eyebrows. I like that she's still wearing sunglasses yeah, underground. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's part of her image. It's good. Well, Regulator Sedaris, do you have any advice for all of the... All of the women out there who aspire to match your standard of beauty and perfection. My standard? Obviously, look at you in those boots that dynamite. Thank Explosive. you. Explosive. I wanted to get just the right amount of heel. So what I can tell any lady looking for a specific image is find your right amount of heel. I don't have a lot to work with, but it helps accentuate. Oh, don't sell yourself short. And she looks to Zadal. <laughs> Angie Athena does not say anything to defend him. <laughs> I don't think it's at all those either. Do you have any comment on recent rumors that your grandfather, curator Darius Sedella, is currently in talks with Galassi Zadar about upcoming political events for the city? Oh, I, I heard he was on vacation. I hadn't heard much more myself. Business on vacation. You can break those things apart. I can never take a full vacation. I'm always on the move, as I'm sure you are. Mm-hmm, I understand. Do you miss your grandfather? Oh, of course I do. I love my grandpa. I was so sorry to hear about what happened to your family's restaurant, especially after your father wiped the floor with that Mobius in the recent competition. It was a well-deserved win, she says with grit in her voice, squints off into the distance, doing her best Athena impression. Yes, I can imagine, but well, that restaurant had been in your family for years, as I understand it. That must be a true blow. It is pretty sad. (laughs) 
It's been a real emotional time for everyone. Uh, you know we should really probably get going here. Oh, Big, yeah, we, we have an appointment. We gotta keep... Unless you have any more diverting questions. <laughs> oh, dear. I will never be done with them. Zadal tries to start pulling her away. Mm-hmm. Novi just starts to walk beside them as you guys continue moving. So it's just a moving shot as Graf is a perfect... What do you call those things on the tracks? Like the oh, camera tracks, oh, you know? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. A tracking about. shot, I Yeah, guess. a tracking so it's shot. it's just a track. <laughs> Go figure. It's a <laughs> tracking shot of them as they walk down the street. Do you have any questions from me, dear, as you make your way off scene? When are we going to start shooting this movie? Do you have a script for me? I believe it's being sent to you as we speak, dear. <sighs> yes. And I believe they've already begun shooting. Oh. Well, you're not in every scene, dear. That's how production works. She bobs her head and nods like that had not occurred to her that she, Angie Athena, would not be in every scene. What's the tagline? Well, the production's title is Wonderbolt Lovestruck. Mm. And the tagline is Swift as Lightning, A Jolt to the Heart. That is such a good tagline. She says and she smiles thinking about how fucking embarrassing this is going to be for real Athena. (sighs) Did you say something? No. (laughs) <laughs> most of my laughter in this scene has been Angie Athena <laughs> laughing at everything she's having such a good time well regulators I don't wish to divert you further from your pressing business oh it's gonna be pressing <laughs> <laughs> this guy <laughs> Nubi swings back to the camera dramatically and says there you have it on the street interviews brought to you by Novi now the screen goes black, yes. and all we can see in it is Athena's horrified reflection and Jean over her shoulder losing his mind. Ooh, second birthday makes up for all the years he didn't get me anything. Why this? <laughs> Hello, my pickled dearest. Hi. Welcome to the outro. Thank you. I've I've been here before, but it's always a little different, you know. It's like Mm -hmm. the same room, but we move the furniture around a little bit. What kind of drapes do we have this week? This week we have Crockett and Wave Shaper providing our music drapes. The curtains of our waveforms. Nice. (laughs) You can find them at crockett.bandcamp.com and at crockett80s on Twitter. And Wave Shaper, the number one, .bandcamp.com and waveshaper underscore SWE on Twitter. We got a couple pretty special patrons to thank. Oh yeah? Who are they? Wave one. The first heat. Michael, Chase, and Valentine. Thanks for your support. Thanks for being around. Thanks for listening. Hope you like everything going on. If you have feedback, let us know. Please do. Please do. Who else are we thankful for? We are thankful for Caleb Sunstead, Jackie, Dav, and Zach. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being around. If you, too, would like to become a patron and join our patron-exclusive Discord server, you can find us online at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Lowest tier is $2 a month, and at $5, you get access to our second bonus feed, which contains the entirety of Absolute Zero. So far. So far. A lot of side projects, mini campaigns we've done. We've got some (laughs) limited uh, D&D 5e (laughs) stuff. It's very limited, let me tell you. Silica Valley, which you can also find Chase on, and uh, some outtakes and cool stuff like that. Ah, but you know what, Pickle? What? Besides the fact that you can find the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, the creator of Savage World's other website at pegging.com, I think that was the last thing we had to announce. Oh my. I think so. 
Pegging.com. Pegging.com. No bonus scene this week. Just a farewell until next time. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.